The sixth commandment warns against murder. While we all agree about the serious nature of this sin, not many see it as a real temptation. But when Jesus came, he explained that the real danger was in the heart before it was in the hands. You might be more guilty than you realize. It's time to get a second mile in addressing anger. Hey, this is Travis Agnew. Thank you for joining me for the Second Mile Podcast, where we seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 541, where he says, if anyone asks you to go one mile, go the second mile as well. When we follow Christ, we don't do it halfway. He's too great, too glorious to do that. And so that's why this podcast exists. And that's why we are going down this summer looking at the Ten Commandments. And uh, once again, the Ten Commandments almost seems like something that for many uh, Christians that we just sort of cast away as say, well, that was Old Testament rules. But yet Jesus repeats them and also exemplifies them and also calls us to do what we can do to make a difference uh, with our lives. And part of that is by living by a different code of conduct in every way that we possibly can. And so we have looked over these last few weeks, uh, looked at a big picture of the Ten Commandments and then addressing each one. We're now on the Sixth Commandment. Um, and and just as a reminder before we jump in, that the kind of the, the overarching statement that we've been working with all these Ten Commandments is that the commandments are the rules we could not keep, yet it is the standard we must still seek. So even though we could not keep the commandments perfectly and we needed Jesus to keep them perfectly and die upon the cross as a substitute for our sins, that doesn't mean that we have the right to avoid them altogether. Even though that they are the rules we could not keep, it is a standard we must still seek. And so in this, we come to the sixth commandment about um, murder. And if we go to the first mile, uh, Christians, those people would say, okay, well, I avoid murder. Check. This is one of those commandments that many people don't have to worry about. In fact, I can remember speaking somewhere one time and going through a list of commandments that you know could be guilty, and I said something to the effect of, well, I know no one has to worry about uh, disobeying this one, until someone came up to me afterwards and said, Pastor, you might want to reconsider that next time you say that. And I thought, got it. And so it made me realize that there is that uh, potential that someone could be listening to this, that you have committed that crime. But I also realized this, that while that is a serious part of this, Jesus comes in, he raises the bar. And so while if first milers, if they avoid murder, second milers avoid anger. And, and so what Jesus does, he raises the bar and says, yes, I'm wanting you to avoid murder, but ultimately I'm also wanting you to avoid anger because guess what? Anger leads to murder. Uh, frustration, wrath, um, any of those types of things lead to murder. Murder doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in one moment. It happens in a series of allowing your anger to go unchecked and unaddressed. And so that's where Jesus wants to get at the heart and where we need to get to as well. So the commandment comes first written there in Exodus chapter 20, verse 13. The sixth commandment, the second of the horizontal commandments comes in. And in Exodus 20, 13, it is written down that says, you shall not murder. Okay, pretty simple, pretty straight to the point. But let me make sure that you do understand some things because people even uh, have confusion about what does this say? Because it doesn't say you shall not kill. It says you shall not murder. Murder is premeditated taking of another life. And, and so let me make sure you also understand what the rest of the commandments also speak to. Because while there are 10 that we know when we talk about and highlight even on this podcast, there are 613 commandments uh, given within the Jewish 
uh, system uh, contained in the books of Exodus, Numbers, uh, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And let me make sure that you when it when so murder is prohibiting taking an innocent life. Murder is the pro- prohibition of taking an innocent life. So if you're wondering, does that mean that um, is, is murder if, if someone was to do something in self-defense? Well, actually, God's Word says just a couple of chapters over in Exodus chapter 22, verse 2 to 3, gives allowance for protecting yourself through self-defense, of taking a life of what happens in something like this. If someone was to come into your home, uh, the Scripture says that. Also know that in Genesis chapter 9, verse 6, uh, God's Word speaks to capital punishment about those that would stamp out the life of another, that there needs to be punishment, consequences that God has actually ordained. Uh, in Exodus chapter 21, verses 24, is the famous line, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, a wound for a wound. And you may say, well, that sounds just horrible. Well, look, what that was doing was saying, this is a reasonable consequence. It's not. It says eye for an eye. It doesn't say life for an eye. And so what I mean by that is saying, if, if someone does something to you, there shouldn't be an exceeding of what's happening. The punishment should fit the crime and not exceed the crime. So even in that, it's making sure that you you don't get in all those kind of um, wrong uh, territories in that. Also believe that Scripture speaks to a just war type of thing. While war is something that sometimes God would ordain or allow, Romans thirteen three talks about how rulers are to bring terror for those who do bad, not for do, do those who do good. So that speaks of individual citizens, but also when sometimes come where war happens. Um, and it has to take place because, unfortunately, lives must be taken because of the additional or continual lives that are taken by someone who's a dictator or someone who is uh, a genocide or abusing other people, that sometimes, unfortunately, those things have to take place. So murder is prohibiting innocent life, taking of innocent life. But those aren't typically the situations that we get into. There are many other situations that can happen. Um, and, and really where it comes down to, you can think through of, obviously, there is the just premeditated taking of someone's life. And as Jesus is going to speak to, most times that happens due to anger being unchecked, uncontrolled, and it leads to the taking of another's life. Now, Scripture teaches that God ordains our beginning and our end. And so, obviously, death happens through a variety of reasons. Death can happen by a tragedy, an accident. Um, It can happen through sickness. It can happen through some type of natural disaster. Or it can happen by someone allowing their anger to go unchecked and for them to be thinking that they can take the role of God of determining when someone's days should end. And so, obviously, we don't really necessarily have the ability to determine when someone's day begins, but murder is the ability or the thought that you can take and step into the role of God and determine you are the judge, jury, and executioner of when you think a life deserves to end. And that is not the ability or privilege of or responsibility of any person. Only God is sovereign enough to be able to make a case like that, to be able to determine when a life ends. And murder is the uh, taking of an innocent life. And whenever you do that, you are stepping in and trying to upset the dynamic of how God is sovereign over creation and over every individual life. Me also, as we think about pro, uh, murdering, uh, being prohibiting taking innocent life, we must speak to a few uh, issues as well that uh, come up whenever you speak of a commandment. Um, I would say that committing suicide also falls into this 
uh, breaking of this commandment because murdering your own life is still murdering. It is taking an innocent life. Um, There are many people who will believe different things about suicide. I do not believe that suicide is an unforgivable sin, but I do believe it is a sin. I believe it is a, a selfish decision for someone to inflict pain upon themselves, but also for those that are left in the wake of it. I believe that this commandment also addresses abortion. I believe that life happens at conception. If Psalm 139 teaches that God sees our unformed substance and he creates and lives and knows our days uh, and everything about us, then I believe we have to realize that taking a life in the womb is still taking a life. I believe in the same situation at euthanasia of, of um, taking someone's life at an older age when you're going, there's there's a difference in taking care and taking the life. And, and so we have to be very careful that we don't step into the role that we're not able to step into. But with this, while those are extreme situations and cases that are unfortunately things we have to address, Jesus, when he raised the bar, when he addressed it, he really does so in, in the um, Sermon on the Mount. He comes up to a bunch of Jewish people who had memorized the Ten Commandments, and many of them especially had felt like that they were someone important because they've never struggled with breaking some of those commandments. And one of those that they continue to come up to um, is the issue of murder. What Jesus did was in the Sermon on the Mount is that he said, hey, you've heard about this commandment, and you have to imagine that most of those Jewish people said, that's right, I've never broken that one. And then all of a sudden he does something. He raises the bar to a level at which they realize not only are they guilty of breaking that commandment that they thought that they were clean from, they've actually been guilty of it numerous times. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 21, he says it this way, You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. Now, those are shocking words. you got to imagine those Jewish guys who were popping their collar and sticking out their chest thinking they'd never broken that commandment. It'd be shocking. But what is Jesus saying here? He's going, murder is the last step. Anger is the first step. You, you start in an anger disposition. You start justifying you hurting someone back. And normally what takes place is someone hurts you and you hurt them back and they hurt you and things continue to escalate. And so he says... The sin doesn't start when someone has taken a life. The sin starts when you allow anger to go unchecked in your own heart. So what do we do? Well, verse 23, he says, So if you're offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. What is Jesus saying? If you have anger in your heart towards anybody, it'd be better for you to leave the next worship service and get that straightened out before you ever come into a place where you think that you have the right to speak to God when you are considering all types of horrible thoughts about someone that God has made and they are made in his image. And so with this, obviously, murder speaks to a lot of situations. It's a serious thing. But Jesus comes along and says, if you want to avoid murder, you have to address anger. Many of us think this is a commandment we don't have to worry about. And I'm here to say you do have to worry about. It is a serious sin, and it is present in our hearts. The danger is there for us. You could go to that level of taking someone's life, but ultimately, whenever you allow your anger to go unchecked, you think you know what that person deserves. Let me tell you, each of us, we don't have that right. We're not able to bear that weight or that responsibility. That belongs to God alone. All of us, we need to address our anger today and allow God to handle what only He can handle. I hope to see you on the second mile.